Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. This is Helen Nguyen, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It's going to be a pretty fun topic. You're going to hear a lot of uh, giggles. Um, <laughs> so pardon that. But the, the gist of this podcast, since we're in reproductive health care, we as a staff talk extensively about our reproductive systems and just personal stories. We share a lot. More than I think your typical workplace, yeah. don't you think, ladies? Probably, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. If you're at We're a corporate learning. ladder, you know, cor- a little high rise in the city. If you heard our conversations, HR would be called. You'd be like, "Why are these? Why are the staff talking about this?" Well, you know, we're all about education, and so how can yeah. you not be educated if you don't talk about this stuff? So, a fun topic that we like to talk about here is how we got the sex talk from our moms, and since we are such a diverse group of women. Women with so many different age groups, ethnicities, and and backgrounds, we thought, hey, let's put it on a podcast <laughs> because it might resonate with some listener out there and make you laugh. You know, there's a, there's a lot of gloomy stuff going on out there in the world, and so maybe this could be a little pick me up that you that you can resonate with. So I have. Two ladies with me, Lauren. Hello. She's been a regular on our podcast many, many times, so you'll hear her as a familiar voice, and as well as Teresa. Hello. And Teresa usually does more of our behind the scenes. <clears throat> you know, she makes me sound really good and professional, <laughs> make all of our podcast sounds really good. So give her a big, big clap, ladies oh, and gentlemen, <laughs> um, whoever's listening to this. But we're going to start with Teresa. We're going to put her mm. in the hot seat a little bit because okay. she's always in the background. Um, but Teresa. How did you get the sex talk? And give us really good details, like what age (laughs) and like which parent. I'm assuming it's your mom. Yeah. But yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me give some of my background first so y'all know where I'm coming from. And maybe some of you guys can relate. But I come from a Filipino family. My parents both were born and grew up in the Philippines up up until like their early adulthood life and then had me and we moved here to the United States. And so I've been very exposed to my Filipino parents' culture. And that has kind of bled into how they, how my mom gave me the sex talk or like lack thereof. Mm-hmm. But that just, just to give you a little bit of context for, for what I'm about to say. But I mean, throughout like my middle school years, you know, going through puberty, I went through like the little class that you're supposed to take when you go to this random school with like two other middle schoolers and you have your parents with you and you watch this like old VHS, like puberty video. And it's like on this old TV and then you go home and you don't talk about it. Um, (laughs) And anytime that I asked my mom when I was like a kid, like, 
Ma, how how are babies made? She's like, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. And <laughs> shut down the conversation. Yeah. I was like, I just want to know. It's like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I like how she says, don't ask. She just says, don't say it. Like, just yeah. don't even speak it. <laughs> don't say that. Can you recall when, like, at what age you started being like, huh, I wonder where babies come from? I think I was. I think I was watching a TV show, and like Tam TV, <laughs> it, it was like a mar- it was a married couple, and so this the the husband was like, "Hey, let's have a baby," and I was like, "How does that work?" <laughs> did, I mean, valid, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a curiosity. Where does this l- little human life just pop out of nowhere? Yeah, like you, you know? just think it and it comes to fruition. <laughs> Toilet yeah. grocery store. What? <laughs> what do you do? Stork flies in. (laughs) Stork. Yeah. So it was like, Mom, how are how are babies made? Don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess this is it's really bad. Must be terrible. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so how I had the actual like formal sex talk happened the day before I left for college. (laughs) And so I was 18 years old. Prime time to have the sex talk. Right. But never heard was, about it before. Never went to school. <laughs> yeah. Never had sex ed. Just you, you no. were early. You knew exactly. Or you didn't know what you were getting into yeah, at this point, I had of no course. Idea. Yeah, I was about to leave for college <laughs> to be scarred. Um, but yeah, this. so this talk was like mixed with the I'm going to miss you goodbye talk. And so it was like a combo you know, of goodbye talk plus the sex talk. And so it's really, really not awkward at all, of course. (laughs) And then, of course, my dad was like, I'm just going to go to bed. He didn't want to be a part of the conversation at all. And so after we were, like, crying and saying goodbye, (laughs) my mom was, like, it got silent. And then my mom, she, like, looked at me very intently and put her hand on my knee. (laughs) I can picture it. She was like... Okay, so the word anak means child in Tagalog. Uh-huh. And she's like, anak, uh, do you know how girls get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was we like, love Teresa's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's funny. And I was like, yes. I, like, I was like laughing a little bit. And she's like, okay, uh, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't say that. Don't do, don't that. do that. <laughs> That's all I learned. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. And that was it. <laughs> there was no follow up. Like you didn't like. I don't know, Mom. What do you think I'm gonna do? Or like, I I don't know. I didn't want to go there. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> That's so funny. That, is that so was it. Good. She's like, you know, they do crazy things in college. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Quote, don't do don't that. Don't do it and don't, <laughs> don't ask. Effective sex education. Don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> How has that worked for folks? <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I st- she still didn't answer, you know, how. Well, I guess that, that was the answer. She yeah. finally answered my question yeah. of how is a baby made. <laughs> and you already knew. <laughs> <laughs> she was just waiting. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I got it. Do you do you wish there was more of a robust like 
conversation or were you like, I, I don't want to have this conversation with my mom right I'm now? Probably not when I was 18. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you've never talked about it too, mm-hmm. it's more awkward. Yeah. If you wait until you're 18. Yeah. Because she probably knows that you know, and obviously you know that she knows. And so then it's just this awkward kind of energy because you've never <laughs> talked about it before. So yeah, I feel like, exactly. and I think it always is going to be a little awkward, but at 18, it can be like, I feel like more awkward than, right. than yeah. earlier. No, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And like, I've never yeah. heard of an, a middle school experience where you go with two other people. Really? That was like, that was not my, my sex education. My parents like got a thing in the mail. It's like your child needs to participate in this. <laughs> and they were so, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's like, funny. Not, we need to go to this thing where you learn about whatever. I don't know. And then we <laughs> puberty. Yeah. That is oh. so. It funny. was like kind of scary. Like, trying, like yeah. yeah, it's like this looming. Like, what am I? It was do? like in this sketchy like school, and the room was like dark, and there were oh, only gosh. two other kids in there. There yeah. has to be a better way. <laughs> oh, my yeah. Gosh. Anyway, oh, that's boy. my experience. I'm sure some of you can relate. Yeah, right. I'm sure. <laughs> totally. I'm sure. Don't do totally. that. Don't say that. <laughs> how about you, Lauren? Why? How was your experience with? Uh, your lovely mother, yes. who we love. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We love, love Tammy. Love, love Tammy. She's been on here before. Well, it's complete opposite um, of <laughs> Teresa's. Like, if you could go the complete opposite, it's complete opposite. I came from a white family. We are white as white. <laughs> like, we don't have... Norwegian. Yeah, white. we're Norwegian. We are American culture. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of, like ethnic background in our family from far (laughs) long ago so my mom was very open about sex my entire life very open about how she has a healthy sex life she won't hurt (laughs) kill me for saying that like just (laughs) sex was talked about not in an inappropriate way but just it was age appropriate time yes and it was always just very like this is a discussion we have we had we have small conversations throughout you know my childhood and mm-hmm. it was just talked about uh, private parts were talked about how mm-hmm. you know what's safe touch what's not mm-hmm. safe touch mm-hmm. something yeah. I was thinking about well, I was prepping for this podcast that it's not about the sex talk but just about like teaching children about safety and their private parts mm-hmm. is she told me when I was a really young by like two years old where I could like help like bathe myself mm-hmm. and understood she would have me clean like with the washcloth my private areas mm. because she was like no adult should touch you there because because wow. if mom is cleaning you obviously like that's safe but there's other adults in your life that you mm. could think are safe mm-hmm. and so she always like the private parts you clean your private parts wow. and I think that was a really like forward, th- forward thinking about just mm-hmm. like safety and having the child understand there's there's you know boundaries boundaries and like sexual areas without it being like Mm -hmm. explicit explicit being like sexual you know yeah Mm -hmm. so I think that was a really cool thing but obviously not about sex talk and I was 12 (laughs) and I was sitting watching I want to say like and this just shows my age and my innocence. I want to say it was PBS, like Arthur. It might have been like a Hannah Montana. Yeah, it could have been that. Still young. And it was like a Saturday evening. I'm sitting on the couch watching my show. And my mother comes and sits on the edge of the couch. And I'm like, excuse me, woman. Like, I'm watching my show. What? She's like, well, I've printed out some documents. I would love to go over. And I want you to read them. And then we're going to talk about it. And I was like what are these documents? I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. And she was like, well, 
I have like, it was like 15 pages. I'm just like <laughs> information about like your body, about what happens with sex. Like not like explicit, but you know, just like health class vibes, yeah. I would say, where it's <clears throat> talked about, but not like inappropriate. Yeah. And just really wanted to have the discussion. She just was so eager to talk about this. And at 12, I think I could have had the discussion. It was a little forward. It was a little almost like too much of like (laughs) all this information at once. And she was like, I just, okay, I want you to read this. And then we're going to talk about it later. Uh And so I stood up. I took the pieces of paper and threw them in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) And then we talked about it later. She's like, so did you read the articles I printed out for you? And I was like, no, I didn't. And she's like, okay, well, we're still going to talk about it. And then we talked, and I probably didn't say a word, but we talked about it. And nothing stands out to me that was, like, too crazy, but yeah. I know we had these conversations. She also was very forward. Like, my, I have family history of drug abuse, mm. so there was always, like, you have addiction in your family. Yeah. You can't get addicted to drugs. Yeah. Okay, mm. You have teen pregnancies in your family. You cannot repeat the cycle. Yeah. You can't have sex. Like, it was just like, we talked about these things. Yeah. We talked about our family history of things. We talked about just, like, where we came from in the negatives and the positives. Yeah. Mm. And I think that was a healthy, it kept the conversation very open because mm-hmm. then I could ask questions when I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, she, and then she was just always like, you need to have sex with someone you love and it's not just for anyone and i was like okay mom thanks (laughs) good to know you know so it was just always talked about and just very like in a healthy way i think but at some points uncomfortable but i think it if you talk about it enough it gets a little less uncomfortable it's always going to be a little uncomfortable with your your parents parents. yeah even now it's like i don't want to talk about that i'm (laughs) 25 you know (laughs) So yeah, how was sense. the how was the sex education like in your school? Did did your did your mom's prep at home help with it, or did you learn more explicit stuff in school? Yeah, I feel like it like it made it less like crazy to to talk about it because it was mm-hmm. like okay, I kind of know what I'm getting into. But we started as early as fifth grade. Flash, oh, yes, mm. and. I Flash. cannot believe that was like the curriculum we yeah. used. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe I like thinking back, we had to get pa- fifth grade, 11, right? Paired up with a boy, like what? an opposite gender. Oh, okay. And oh, we gosh. had to label the penis and the <laughs> vaginal, you know, vulva yeah. reproductive health together. Whoa. Yeah, like so like we had, you know, we had learned what it is and then we like got the paper and we're mm-hmm. writing and he's like and so like we had to do it together like as a partner like but with like this opposite sex. It was very uncomfortable. And I, I was like, would, yeah, I was like, I, and you'd think, like, I heard other schools, like, in fifth grade, they keep boys and girls <clears throat> separate. Uh-huh. Oh, no, our school just went full in. And we, <laughs> I mean, we started in fifth grade, and I had sex in it up until ninth every year. Oh, Sixth, seventh, eighth. Wow. I saw a baby come get birth, give birth at school. Head coming out of the vagina Wait, and everything. What? Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, a video of it, but like, but like, but. It wasn't a play, yeah. Teresa. <laughs> but like, we were well educated in all the things and it was a lot I mean I don't know how I really feel about it like yeah. personally but like we got a lot of education about it and so yeah I feel like I made me less like uncomfy with it because I'm mm-hmm. like well, I've kind of learned this from mother from mm-hmm. Tammy yeah <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah very interesting perspective <laughs> lady Helen yeah did you get I don't any know conversation no no oh. like my my mother never did an explicit like sit down talk it was very similar yeah. to Teresa's maybe m- maybe more so in the sense of like 
my mother was growing up was very, very strict, Mm -hmm. very strict. And she, the minute I got my period, she put a giant calendar up in the bathroom and made me like mark it so that she knows when I was having my period. Whoa. Just so that she knows it was like happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I do remember her saying at one point, like, don't sit on a boy's lap. That's how you get pregnant. <laughs> Wait, that's like that video. About what are the chances of you getting pregnant? I know. I know. And it was like always like, really? Like if I was wearing really thick pants, like that could happen. Like that's how powerful it is. You know, like, and so I just, funny. I, I never asked. And my parents never, oh, my dad would just die if he had to oh, talk no, about it. My yeah. dad would just die. My mom was just always just like, just don't get pregnant. Just yeah. don't. Right. Just don't. Don't do, do it. Yeah. Don't do don't it. Do don't get pregnant. How? Yeah. Why is your period late? You know yeah. when it was late. And I was like, I was oh, stressed. And she's scary. like, Oh gosh, that's, just, yeah. She's probably thinking she must be sitting on all these guys' laps. Oh, God. Are you and sitting like, on people's laps? I know. <laughs> is that what your period's like? I know. <laughs> so, be clear to the listeners. That's not how you get pregnant. No, that's not <laughs> how you get pregnant. No, but yeah, just very, very old school. You know, in the sense of like, yeah. just we just won't talk about it, but. The real exposure was very similar to to Lauren in yeah, since fifth grade. School, yeah, yeah, public school. We mm-hmm. did flash. I did flash, and it was very uncomfortable for me because mm-hmm. I was just like, "What? Yeah. Why? Why? You what know, what's going on? Yeah, why? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? And and you only grew up with sisters. Yeah, I only so grew I up with a lot of women. So you know, oh. yeah, like I obviously like my brother and I would like take a bath together, and like mm-hmm. so I'm like. I know what a boy looks like. Like yeah. when you saw the male genitalia, you were probably like, what the heck? Yeah, I was like, this is unnatural. Why is it on the outside? <laughs> why you does know? it look like Yeah, that? why yeah. does it look like it's looking at me? Yeah. You know, just all of that stuff. So yeah, it, Flash was very like disruptive, I yeah, think, for I my brain at that moment. Wow. And we didn't get paired up. I didn't get paired up with another boy. But in class, we sat boy, girl, boy, girl. Right. Mm. So I remember this guy, Tommy, and I were really good friends. We sat next to each other. And we came back from a flash session and we just looked at each other. We couldn't even look at each other in the yeah. eyes. Yeah. It was so. <laughs> it was like, wow. we just learned things that we did like not want to learn. Yeah, it was like, so. Because we, wow. I, I don't think we both saw each other as like very different in like yeah. girl, boy kind of sense. Right. And we come back from a flash video, from a flash <laughs> session, and we were just like should we be this close? Like yeah. sitting this yeah. close? Yeah. And he was like, nah, man, it's natural. I was like, right. It's <laughs> no, natural. Man. We just we just try to be like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's natural. It's like, like, like just oh my gosh, to- if he touches me, am I going to get pregnant? I know. Am I going to get pregnant? Or like, we just, did he just drink out of the same water bottle? Like what's going to happen? <laughs> right. But it did, like coming back from flash class definitely changed the dynamic, I think, in the classroom in the sense mm-hmm. of like we were then hyper aware, oh, hyper, wow. hyper aware totally. of our differences. And for girls like me who did not get that, you know, talk, mm-hmm. it was very, I feel like mm-hmm. a little bit of my innocence died. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, for sure. Totally. So, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. And and then very similar Lauren, like every year after that, they just got more and more explicit in the way they were talking about sex in school. Yeah. And I remember there was in high school, there was a class 
one more class about it. I was like, I cannot I sit know. through. I know. It was literally like five years. Yeah, I was Mine like, was I fifth, can't. fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Oh, I was wow, like, how, yeah. more, how much more do I need to know about this? So I, I literally asked my parents to write a letter to excuse yeah. me. And I was like, I'm just not going to participate. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to be talking about like all this other stuff. And I was like, I don't. I feel like they got either. into like the STDs when I was a freshman. Yeah, same. Like we went like through like of gonorrhea. Yeah, like pictures stuff. of gonorrhea and like yeah. got more into that. Middle school was when I was introduced to the condom and the banana. Oh, yeah. We never oh, did really? the condom. Oh, yeah. We did the condom and banana that. in freshman year. But in middle school, that's early. Oh, I don't yeah. I think I ever got yeah. the condom. Shout out stuff. to Madison Middle School in West Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for do- making me do. Oh, I, I sat Wait, out of that. Oh, you had to like practice how to put it on? Yeah, we were in bio class. And everybody got a banana. Biology? Yeah. Whoa. Everybody got a banana and everybody got a condom. And I was just sitting there. I was like, I, I'm i like, I'm not doing this because I'm wow. just not. What this are, is you're just like inappropriate. 13, 14. Yeah. And then this, <laughs> it was really funny. There's this guy across across the, the classroom. <laughs> they, they barely handed us the condom and the banana. He goes, oh, done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Put it on? Yeah, he put it on. And it was like so fast. And my bio teacher was like. Well, he knows what he's doing. Oh, my god! So that everybody Dude. was just like cracking up. But I, you know, looking back at it now, I was just like, oh, wow, gosh, that's yeah. crazy. what were we thinking? You know, yeah. Uh, wow. But I again, that was one of those classes that I was like, I'm not going to participate because mm-hmm. I really don't need to know about this. But anyways, yeah. so that was my that was my uh, yeah. exposure and experience. Yeah. That's so interesting. Your guys's experience in school, because I feel like even when I went through those classes, I still didn't know what was like going on you just like like kept your was, brain closed uh, off I, I, yeah, maybe my maybe my mom's words like don't don't say that you're just like don't <laughs> say, this <laughs> is all a lie i, I don't know what i'm hearing just, now but it's I not just the truth i vaguely remember like the diagram of a uterus and me being very confused and like what is that i don't know what <laughs> yeah, that is and then like i feel like i didn't actually understand like what how things worked like oh you get pregnant by having sex even after those classes, I feel like so much of what <laughs> I learned, so funny. I feel like so much of what I learned is just like hearing other people's yeah, experiences yeah. of like, yeah. oh, this person got pregnant because mm-hmm. they had sex yeah. with so-and-so or whatever. And yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but th- so I feel like that fed so much more into the taboo of like, oh, hush, hush, like this right. person got pregnant and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Or like even the internet and stuff. So. Yeah. so do you, well, from Lauren, that was really helpful that mm-hmm. you shared that. I really like how your mom introduced like, oh, this is this is how we clean our pirate parts and only you can clean your pirate parts. You know, being a mother now, I totally get it. And that aspects aspect of being safe. But do you for Teresa, do you think it would have been a lot more helpful if you knew more about like if your mom didn't say like, don't even say that. But Mm. would have been more helpful if she was like, you know, these are your parts. And Mm. I don't know. Is that do you think that's part of the Filipina Filipino culture at all is there space or room for that you think yeah I think it's definitely that that culture like talking to a lot of my other Filipino friends or even just like Asian friends that's always been the trend of the sex talk is just like you know shutting down the conversation Mm -hmm. I'm trying to imagine like what you know what my life would have been like or what my mindset would have been like if it was more like comprehensive and Mm -hmm. like more of an open discussion. I feel like I just would have been more comfortable with my body if like my mom taught me a little bit more about like, oh, this is your period and this is what's happening. This is what happens when you go through puberty and stuff. 
So I feel like when I was going through those changes, I felt like kind of like, oh, this is like weird or like I feel mm. kind of ashamed a little bit. And so I feel like if there was more education behind like, oh, this is a natural process and mm-hmm, this is totally. what happens to every girl, mm-hmm. then maybe I would have had a little bit more confidence in like my body and yeah. stuff. And not felt like what is going on. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for you, Lauren, I know that your your first menstruation <laughs> experience was very different than both me and Teresa yeah. too, right? Like it was such a rite of passage. Oh my gosh, yeah. My mom was like, <laughs> you your period. Like yeah. just was well, like excited for me. Yeah. And she's like, I use tampons. You can use pads if you want. I was like, okay. So <laughs> I used a panty liner. And I was like, this sucks. And I live on the <laughs> lake and I wanted to go swimming. My mom was yeah. like, well, try a tampon out. Literally my first period. Wow. I put that tampon in and I was like, I can do it all. Wow. <laughs> and I really That's felt amazing. so, I was like, okay, this is annoying that I have to bleed now, yeah. but I can go swimming still and do my sports. And I did gymnastics <laughs> and like, fortunately, you wear a leotard. Like pads are not conducive <laughs> for a leotard. Yeah. So I really like was just a tampon girly us from the start. And my mom oh, wow. was just like, talked about it with me and like, she's like, I don't like pads at all. And I literally have like not used a pad ever. <laughs> ever in my Does life. Did she teach you how to put the tampon in and stuff? Yeah. And she was like, I can help you put it in if you want. But I was like, I think I can figure it out. And I did. <laughs> Took me a few times, but yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. She was a very big also about me shaving my legs. She was like, you can't shave your legs. And if you want to shave your legs, we need to go to the store and get a razor because you can't share people's razors because oh, they might wow. have like diseases yeah. that they can give you. Oh. So because like my friends would shave their legs, or my cousin would shave their legs. Yeah. And like yeah. then my cousin accidentally left her razor <gasps> at my house. And my mom found it in my bathroom and was like, did you shave your legs? And I was like, no, I didn't shave my legs. And she like literally made me show her my legs. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, do you, she's like, do you want to shave your legs? I'm like, well, they are a little hairy, like yeah. they have blonde hair, but yeah. like they were hairy. And I was in gymnastics. I wanted to like not have smooth legs. She's like, it's a lot of work once you start. But she went and we bought. So we were just like always talking about these things. Yeah. yeah. And she was very just like. I mean, she just always was, like, very open about her body. And I think that made it a little mm, less weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, even, like, moments. I remember, like, I had, like, moments of insecurity at, like, age 12 where I, like, didn't – I, th- like, thought I was fat. Like, I said that. Mm. said that. I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, I'm fat. Or, like, I don't look good. Like, I, I said that out loud. And she was like, we don't say that about ourselves. And then mm. she was like, not – you know, and we have mm-hmm. these conversations. And, like, we just – talked about these things very yeah. openly it was not I mean obviously they were so uncomfortable and I would get like weird about things but yeah. like there was always that like baseline of like trust there right. and openness that it mm-hmm. wasn't this like taboo thing mm-hmm. and I think that is the biggest thing of like it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be like always not weird but there mm-hmm. if there's some mm-hmm. sort of you know conversation at early ages as it's age appropriate I think that can just foster such a sense of trust and like right. openness that doesn't always happen when it's like taboo because then you're thinking well I feel these ways or I feel these things and I'm gross and why why do mm-hmm. I feel this way mm-hmm. when it's more open with your parents I think it's not always going to be open like oh I'm just talking to my mom like about sex or periods and it's not weird it's yeah. always going to be a little yeah. weird but yeah. it at least is happening and I think that's yeah um, at least you're good. not just shutting it down and actively totally. being yeah. like this yeah. is weird. Let's and I think the, a big it. thing my mom did was like she talked about herself too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always like hyper focused on my body and what I was doing and what I was changing. It was like, mm-hmm. mom gets that. Right. I have this. Mm-hmm. I get a period. I have hair growing places. Like that is like normal impurity. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that too. And mm-hmm. so it was not like 
are you changing? What's going on with you? Because yeah, then I can, right. it's easier to think about it when it's someone else than yourself. Yeah. And then when it happens to you, you're like, okay, this happened. Yeah, yeah. it makes you feel less isolated. Isolated, like, oh, for sure. this is happening to only me. For but sure. Like, no, this is happening to, has happened to mom too yeah. and stuff. And I think the way that like our moms talk about their own body oh, and totally. what they go through really impacts the way we see our own bodies sure. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like with your mom, you know, having this sense of like, oh, wow, you got your period. Like it's yeah. a sense of like empowerment. Yeah. Like, no, totally. oh, we're, this is a natural process. Like yeah. I'm growing up and stuff rather than like making it seem like weird yeah. that you, you know, are going through this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Lauren, do you think you would have kind of a similar approach once you have your own kids? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a femme teacher now, too. And so I have this whole (laughs) other appreciation for just, like, explaining the why behind things. Because when I think you can explain the why of, like, the science and the biology of what's happening in your body. It's actually really cool. It's way less, like, it's not the symptoms. Like, the symptom of your period is bleeding. And that's, like, oh, there's blood coming out of me. Okay, let's talk about, like, what actually is happening. Yeah. And it almost takes a less, like, pressure off you of, like, I caused this bleeding to happen. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's just this is yeah. what's happening in your body and these mm-hmm. hormones are happening. And it's, like, actually really healthy for you at your period. That's a good sign of health that your mm-hmm. body is, like, maturing and growing and you have hormones that are in good places. And so I think, yeah, I, I think talking about sex and, like, in a really healthy and, like, mature way and just bodies and, and sexual mm-hmm. health and lot. To, in a conversation from really young age, I think is like super, super important. I have mm-hmm. a friend's aunt and uncle who talk about sex in such a good way with their kids. And it's just like, like I want to say not 10 and 13, and they are not uncomfortable with sex. They were um, buying a gift for a wedding, a wedding mm-hmm. gift for mm-hmm. her, for my friend. And they were talking about marriage and sex and all these things. And I, they were telling, she was telling me about it later. And I was like, your kids brought it up themselves to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, because we've just talked about it. And they know mm-hmm. like healthy relationships mm-hmm. are have sex in them. And mm-hmm. that's like mom and dad time. And that's what we do. And like it doesn't need to involve them, but that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they wanted they, – they asked more questions. The kids asked more questions and the parents like offered answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so cool to have like that built trust. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you can control like what your child's getting and like the truth and not – in an age-appropriate way. In an age-appropriate way where sometimes they're not going to get age-appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The world is crazy and there's yeah. stuff on the internet. And so if you can show them healthy relationships, show them healthy body image, all those things, I think that's mm-hmm. just, like, amazing. And, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not a parent. I don't know how I'll be. And I'm sure it's harder once you're in it. But yeah, I think, like, the way I experienced it and then now with me having more education about, like, what the female body does in the male body, I think that it'll just, like, foster more mm-hmm. of an excitement for me to talk about it because yeah. I love talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teresa, how has working here and talking about reproductive health, have you learned more things? Oh, have you Have you <laughs> have you shared it with your mom? <laughs> oh, no. I have not. Yeah, what do your parents think about yeah, what are you following up on that? Like, yeah. they know you work here. Yeah. And we talk about, like, and it's, like, about women's health and all the things like do they have any thoughts about that i don't know they don't really i mean i tell them like what i do and like you know the work that we do and stuff i mean i think they're they really are glad that i'm here and i'm doing this yeah but they're not like asking in the nitty-gritty yeah yeah Yeah. what do you guys actually do (laughs) yeah exactly so like the conversation of like women's health hasn't really progressed very much more between Mm -hmm. me and my parents Mm -hmm. i feel like 
since working here, I would probably be more comfortable like bringing up those topics to them. Yeah. I guess working here, it's just like such an educational standpoint mm-hmm. rather than like a, what, I don't know, the way that it was approached to yeah. me before. Like a cultural taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That I think I just, I would feel more comfortable if that topic were ever to come up. When I first started, I was. I wasn't really expecting to like learn this much about reproductive health. And Surprise! Re- yeah, I <laughs> was like, Helen are chaotic, and we talk about it all the time. The amount of things that I've learned just from people's conversations is um, quite incredible. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'll just work here. It's like receptionist, and you know, edit the podcast, and like, nope, I'm I'm in the nitty gritty of like what goes on and yeah. stuff. But now I found that I'm more open conversations with like my friends or my roommates about yeah. reproductive health and women's yeah. health. And it's not like this like weird foreign topic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of my friends are like, oh, wow, that's like really cool. The stuff that your clinic does and like that you can have these conversations and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women are are wanting that, but maybe we're not exposed to that way of talking about yeah. their mm-hmm. health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we forget that we have such a like cool culture of talking about these things because a lot of places like it's not talked about. Like yeah. it's just even Josh, my husband, came to the clinic and saw our we have beautiful new art that we just got, the uterus art. Yeah. And he was like whoa there's a uterus it's like that's crazy and i'm like that's not it's a uterus like i look at i mean like that's every day for us you know and obviously he like thinks it was cool but he was just so shocked and i was like that shocks you like i just feel like things don't really shock us anymore but like me and helen will go into places and talk to donors and things and sometimes people will be like okay they're talking about that and it's just funny because me and helen are like what are you talking about yeah Yeah, you'll just say vagina and then you're like Yeah, like they get, and I think like, I don't know, I think it's cool that we can have these conversations and it be, you know, work appropriate, but Mm -hmm. still we're talking about these things. I think Mm -hmm. it's really, really cool. And the podcast also, I mean, I'm sure Mm -hmm. that kind of exposed you to things editing it. You were like, gosh, they're talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to expose myself here. I never tried using a tampon until 24. And um, it was because I told her to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I literally walked into work and I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to try to use a tampon. How does it work? (laughs) I literally, to my three three coworkers, won't name names, went to the back, grabbed a tampon, and showed them how it works with my hand. (laughs) With her hand. And like, I put it in water. I showed it expanded. Like, I literally did a tampon introduction for my 20 something coworkers. It was very cute, but it was so funny. I was dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't use a tampon until I was married. Yeah. Yeah, because I was always taught, like, things don't go up there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So we just – I just never used it, and it it was very much like Lauren. It changed my life. Oh, my gosh. It's the best thing ever. It will change your life too, Teresa. It changed my life. I still still need some time. It was nice when I was swimming, but it's like an all-the-time thing. No. It's like, You'll get there, girl. Yeah, you'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember my first time putting it in. I like sat down very softly. Yeah, you're like, like, can I move in this? Yeah, well, I was thinking like, what if I sneezed and it just (laughs) shot out of me? Or like coughed? (laughs) Because I was, I swam when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. What did you do? I just sat out. I just sat out for the, yeah, I just didn't. I know, but because I was always told you don't, 
put anything yeah. up there. So I just sat out whenever we had a tournament or something. I just didn't swim. But I remember there was a girl that did the backflip on the <laughs> on the <laughs> on the blackboard, and her tampon came out, and so it traumatized me. Yeah. Of like, <laughs> if I do something very abrasive yeah, or yeah. strong like yeah and it's just gonna shoot out of me like a torpedo and then what's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen i feel like there's a higher risk of it going higher in you than it going out but oh, that's that crazy that scary. girl must have had like water go up i know and, like, and just like pushed it down. down like a flush or something and it was just floating around in the pool and it was just <laughs> mortifying it was horrifying for her we all were like crying Aww. i was like i would want to drown i, would, I, know, I, would have I know a lot of secondhand embarrassment be like oh I'd be like, I yeah. Can't walk. I can't it was just walk. like floating in the pool, and we were just like, I was like, how are we gonna she, clean like, the floor? She didn't know, and then we looked back, and there was like this like trail of blood, Aww. and it was just floating, Poor and we girl. were like, whose tampon is that? And she was like, oh crap, guys, I think that was me. And then we, I was, was this like, on a meet or at practice? This was at uh, a meet. This was at a, a competition. Turn. Yeah, <gasps> and. I was like, I was like, we just have to blow up the pool now. It's contaminated. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what are we gonna do? Like, yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, it was it was a trip, and I'm so grateful for the space now that I can talk about it in a yeah. way that's like appropriate. And now being a mom, it, it's it's very interesting because I think I'm gonna be that mom. I've been. It's a, a running joke now that I'm gonna be that mom where I take the. We have like a. A tablet that we have all these STD information on it and it oh. <laughs> pictures on it. I'm just gonna bring that home, you know. You're when like, Max, hey Max, we're gonna watch a little show. Yeah, tonight. we're gonna be like, this is chlamydia. <laughs> what type of questions do you have? You know, I'll, I'll be that. Invite your friends over. Yeah, he's Invite gonna, but he's gonna be so um, well informed, well informed, <laughs> and just like around a bunch of women well and women's health. And like, yeah, I just feel like he's gonna be like, what are you guys talking about? Like, he'll be in health class potentially and be yeah. like. This old thing? I knew this for I, years. I knew this when I was seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. cool. Well, and and I think like just the, I'm the oldest of 13 cousins and I have a lot of female cousins and just, I, I'm able to bring my little cousin Emma in and I just love it that we get to talk about it very openly with yeah. her and she's, I feel like she's so much more well-rounded to mm-hmm. just approach these types of topics. Oh, for sure. She's, and she's so, since when she started coming, obviously she's gotten older Yeah, since she started coming a few years ago. She's less uncomfortable now. Yes, like we'll is. talk about things and she used to be like very skirmish and yeah. now she's like... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's just what Aunt, that's what just what cousin Helen and her yeah. and her coworkers talk yeah. about. And she she's in high school now, and they went through sex ed again. I was quizzing her in some ways, like, did how many eggs? Did they talk about how many eggs and and stuff like that? And she was just like, all they talked about was like safe sex. They didn't talk about the science. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't talk about like how the reproductive system actually works, and that is something that. If listeners out there, if you're listening, you have children, if you have like kids that are asking you questions like come and talk to Lauren because she does femme come and talk to any of our providers because I think that we're able to approach it from a very scientific educational standpoint that doesn't push a certain agenda of like if you're not ready to do this, it's totally fine. But this is how things work. Yeah. And getting that feedback from my cousin was so affirming that. She learned so much about the scientific parts mm-hmm. about reproductive health here at 3W, just volunteering. Yeah. Because in her classroom, all they talked about was sex without the consequences of it mm-hmm. or sex in the emotional and pleasurable parts of it. Mm-hmm. But then 
we all know that that's fleeting. That's not what you should emphasize on sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, right. and so just having her affirm that was really, really cool. So thank you, ladies, for joining fun. me yeah. on this podcast. And it. our listeners, if you have any questions for us, if if you need the sex talk <laughs> from these <laughs> ladies the here, <laughs> I know, from these <laughs> ladies at 3W, give us a call, make an appointment. It's never too late. And then moms out there, if you would like to, you know, bring your daughters by, if we can talk about it and approach about it from a way that you're you're feeling ill-equipped please let us know because we want to be that resource for you here in this community so thanks so much for listening and thanks lauren thanks Teresa. thanks everyone yep. bye. bye bye for more information about 3w please visit our website at 3wmedical.org that's the number three the letter w medical.org from there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.